Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Foster with Look What She Built Podcast, and I have Jane Goodrich with me today. Jane, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here today. So I'm going to read your bio so everyone gets to know you a little bit before we get started. And um, so everyone, this is Jane, and she's an accomplished newborn and family photographer, a seasoned expert in the photography business a professional mentor, and the visionary of the founder of Pixillo. Jane mentors professional photographers about the business side of photography and has taught classes and seminars for organizations such as PPA, Anna Bryant's Baby University, the Baby Summit, and the Milky Way, that's so great, Milky Way's Business Retreat. She has also made significant contributions by sharing her invaluable insights on the business aspects of photography through platforms like Petapixel. Jane's latest business venture is dedicated to empowering fellow photographers to attain their utmost levels of success. Pixello is purpose-built software designed to provide the tools and support for photographers in the management, marketing, and monetization of their businesses. Drawing from decades of industry experience and years of meticulous research, Jane collaborated with other prominent photography experts and led a top-tier tech team to craft an unparalleled platform that is changing the photography business for many. Jane, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm I'm humbled by my intro, yes. even though I pr- approved it. <laughs> Isn't it so great sometimes when I'm speaking and someone does the intro, I'm like, wow, she's really accomplished. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> wow. I did all those things. I'm so glad I remember my bio. Um, okay. I have to, we have to talk about your accent for a minute because I just want my audience to know that I totally guessed the wrong accent. Cause right off the bat, as you were talking and setting up your mic, it sounded Australian. And then you explained to me why. So tell me why it's not Australian, but why it sounds it- like it. So it's actually English, um, and I have been here for over 25 years, um, spent every summer here. My dad's American, grew up in Brooklyn. I feel like I'm an American with an English accent, which I am an American with an English accent. But um, when people say Australia, it is basically because of the vowels. I My accent's sort of diluted. If I go back to England, they'll say I'm American, but um, I don't sound American in America. Um, so yeah, so I wasn't offended. It's basically if you mix English with American, you probably get a little bit of Australian. Okay, fair. Thank you for explaining that because <laughs> I, I was just wondering because for some reason I don't know what there's a strong uh, connection with Australia and America. I know, I know my podcast. I have several. So 
Wonderful. Thank you for that. I can pretend to be Australian. No, I want you to be you. <laughs> Although, no, don't get me on an Australian accent. No, I, I want you to it. be you today. Let's talk about you and all your accomplishments. And I being a past photographer, um, I that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show, because I know how important talking about prices and everyone on here, if you are a photographer, well, are you in the right place if you're looking to raise your prices for the next year? or just raise your price in general. But if you are an entrepreneur looking to raise your prices and you get that weird feeling in your stomach, like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about money or look at my numbers or tell my past clients I worked with last year that I'm raising my prices. I start to feel sick to my stomach and I want to just go eat a chocolate candy bar and go play with my dog. Um, that's okay. You're pretty normal, pretty normal. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because um, my guess is, you know, a lot of it is mindset, um, Jane. And I kind of want to hear from you. Was there a point where you feel like in your past, were you undercharging? So I have a, diff a different uh, avenue to becoming a photographer than most. Um, so I worked in advertising for the longest time, and I also have an MBA, um, and I love numbers <laughs> so plus I started in 2010 and I think the market was a little bit easier for you to price the profit because um I ran my numbers and my numbers were on par with people around me nowadays that's not the case especially for photographers um but yeah I, there's been a couple of um, instances where I had to raise my prices one I wasn't charging a travel fee to New York because I was like well, there's so many photographers in New York, why wouldn't they pick them? And so I have to not charge a travel fee. And I had my daughter, uh, how old is she now? She's eight. And I realized that the impact of the time, my time that I wasn't you know, driving into the city and back, and I'm just outside of New York City, but with the traffic and everything, it's an additional three hours, parking's 50 bucks, you know, childcare additional, 50 bucks for those three hours and I was also potentially losing money for a shoot that I could be doing so I did add in a travel fee and I did have to go back to the clients that didn't have a travel fee last year and they were like why is this so expensive now why are you doing a travel fee and I honestly wrote back and said this is I wasn't calculating it before and if I wanted to stay in business I had to charge it I'm more than happy to find somebody for you that is in your budget and 100% booked. I think a lot of people, one big pricing tip is if someone is talking to you about money, they're just sort of curious on why something charge, why something costs that much. And I think in the creative industry, we don't want to say, oh, well, because I've got $50 parking and this, and, you know, we all go to, we should just be charged, charging our worth or they should pay our worth. Well, it's very difficult for them to know that, oh my goodness, that would take Jane three hours and all these costs. And then they say, okay. So I think being starting to be comfortable with explaining your costs, that is really important. But I will say I probably did a, about five chocolate cakes and a, just it does make you feel sick and I will say that really doesn't go away like it can go away a little bit less but you still feel like oh am I making the right decision and uh, you just have to rip off the band-aid 
and do it. So and just do it, right? Because right, we don't know. Um, they don't maybe think about, oh, she doesn't live. Maybe they don't even know where you live, right? Oh, she right. has to travel. Oh, and there's parking charge. And they're thinking they're busy with their lives. Like I say, everyone's in their own movie. Yeah. So they have no idea what your movie is like. And so you're like, just so you know, this is three hours out of my day and 50 to hundred dollars of childcare then right. parking childcare. And that's why I charge that. And usually people are fine with it as long as you explain yeah. it, but it's the yeah. process of explaining it. So, so let's talk a little bit more about prices and, and I get where you're coming with your background. Um, but like you said, you can still feel those kind of butterflies that make Absolutely. you want to you say choco cakes. What, what is that? <laughs> Chocolate cakes. Chocolate cakes. Okay. Sorry about that. Thank you. So Thanks chocolate. for translating. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. So what are some other reasons why people, I mean, you've worked with a, a lot of photographers. So mm-hmm. what is it? Why are they not bumping their prices up? Like what's going on? What's the mindset? What's holding them back? Well, I think when you start a business like photography, um, you get into it for the art and the passion and the creativity. And so you are not thinking of it as a business, right? It's like, oh, it looks fun. Photographers make it look fun. You know, it looks easy. Um, And then you start getting into it. And one of the things you look around and see what other people are charging. And so you get a sense of like, okay, well, my market is uh, can only take this. And so you really have just basically just skipped any of the background, any of the knowing the numbers and knowing how long it's going to take. Um, for example, for photographers, every one hour photo shoot says now 12 hours of back end work. And no one knows that. Right. So and you don't know that when you're a new photographer coming into it and you also make excuses. So you're like, I'm going to get better at editing. Uh, you don't get better, you get pickier. So the time actually is about the same, but there's also the running the business side of it. You know, okay, well, I've got to market myself. I've got to, you know, be my own accountant. I've got to answer emails. I've got to have a website. All of this stuff that goes into running a business. I think uh, photographers and even, you know, other creative entrepreneurs go into it thinking it's more like a job when really it's actually a business. And so once you sort of realize that it's a business, you can, you know, go through the costs. Actually, Pixello has a really great calculator. If, if there's any photographers on there, just uh, go to Pixello because it will help you just figure out exactly what you need to charge. But, you know, or you can go to an accountant and like really ask, definitely recommend people go to an accountant sooner than later to actually work through numbers with you because they will sort of give you a realistic you know idea of what you can write off and what's sort of typical for a small business um and so that's the one thing that I recommend is just sort of like do not look at your local area of what people are charging because they might not be profitable and also there are photographers out there that don't need to market themselves that have been in business 20 15 years that have a big client base like I have don't think I've updated my website in like four years and so I don't I've got to the point where I don't need new business so you're not and people 
will pay you know what i charge so it's very difficult to look at your local area and think that that's what it can take because that's not an accurate representation of it yes it sounds like you need to know your numbers and go to an accountant so being a person in the past that was very scared of knowing my numbers um you just saying that i would have lost my marbles you just saying that Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what happens with that is if here's the deal, like everyone who owns a business for the most part, I don't like to say a universal everyone, but most people, large percentage, know they need it in their numbers. It's kind of like, we know we should floss our teeth every day, but do we? <laughs> no, we don't. Anyone who does congratulations, here's a crown, but <laughs> there's not a lot. We know we need to do it. Um, so why aren't photographers doing it? They don't want to, you know, I mean, even I don't want to, and I like numbers, you know, so I think it's a, a, a scared, a, a lot of it is like, I really want to still be doing this, but I know if I know my numbers and we do get a lot of people after tax time being like, oh my goodness, I didn't make, I made $0 this year. I need to raise my prices, which is unfortunate because if you'd have raised your prices six months ago, you would have made money. But the one thing that I think you what you can do is to ease yourself into the numbers part of it is to calculate how much time you are working on your business. Right. So for any entrepreneurs like, okay, you think, oh, I'm just doing a few hours here when really you're actually doing seven hours. So calculate what you're making from that shoot, dividing it by, you know, and then you're like, I made $5 an hour from that shoot. Isn't then that a, is, yeah. yeah. And then that's so like a then really you, sad moment when you're like, oh, I was making 15 hours, 75 an hour, hundred hour at my job. And now I'm making less than someone down the street who asked me, um, what can I get you today? Like, well, I'm also, also, um, we even, even when people do calculate their costs and they're they're like, oh, oh, their hours, just in terms of the time that they're taking, because that's the thing is, is there's two things, like the time it's taking and the costs. So if you can do the time first, it sort of does motivate you to look at the costs a little bit more of like, okay. Um, and we have a lot of photographers that are saying, I don't have any costs. I don't have this. You have gas. Your computer's going to wear out in three years. Your camera's going to wear out in three years. And what's going to pay for those? And so just knowing that you can be planning for it, uh, it, it, the, it, we try and demystify it of just taking everything out of there, just being like, plug in your numbers. I don't care how much you need to make. You need to make 100,000, uh, 5,000, don't care, as long as you profit. You need to be making more than the kid babysitting your kids sleeping and making 15 bucks an hour like as a as a creative entrepreneur as a small business owner you need to be making more than the babysitter that's looking after your kids absolutely and and I think a lot of it comes down to valuing your time right are you really valuing your time Oh, oh that's fine I I didn't I was going to just do like five hours that night on that, you know, shoot anyway. It's no big deal. I, you know, I should have gotten, I should have been better. Kind of like you said, you don't get better. You get more picky. Still going to be five hours, but it's going to be better editing probably because you're pickier than when you first started. So valuing your time, valuing your skills. 
Oh, it's because it, it's so easy to a lot of photographers. They have an eye for it. They're naturally just really good um, about how to placing people and pictures. And they're just really good at it. And they have an eye for it and they love to do it. So they undercharge. I also found that too, where you're yeah. like, come on, you can charge more. Like, what, what are we doing here? But let, let's talk about your numbers. We were talking a little bit right before we got started. And I think you gave a great example of, let's talk about a family photographer. And anyone who's listening, if you're not a photographer, it's okay. We're going to bring you in here because if you have a repeat type of business, this is a good way to figure out the numbers. Because you were saying you only need so many families. So I'm going to kick you off with that. Can you kind of yeah. work through those numbers so people can hear that, the understanding? So so one of the things that, um, you know, it's the scarcity versus uh, abundance mindset. And I think any entrepreneur goes through that of like struggling to get clients or they don't know really how to find the clients. Um, and so really diving into the abundance mindset of things, and that can be figuring out, again, knowing your numbers, and this is a, how many clients do I need to take on in a year? For a, a, me, for, as a family photographer, it was 100, give or take. I was newborn too, but I need 100 families. And I remember at one point, there was a lot of new competition coming in to the area and they were charging significantly lower. And I went through a phase of feeling quite low. And I think I took a course, I can't remember I took a course by, but it was all about the abundance mindset. And she was saying, look around you for the abundance in the world. And I was like, all right, okay. I was kind of like, is this going to work? Is this not? And then all of a sudden I walked past the playground filled with 200 kids, it seemed like. And then it was like a light bulb went off and was like, oh yeah, just in my local area, there's like... 5,500 families and that's just my local town and so then I went back to my computer and of course I map it out and I'm looking at all the different and I was like there's a hundred at least 200,000 families within a 20 minute radius of me that's a lot I need one percent of that if that you know I don't need I know one percent would be a thousand you know it's like I don't need that many so, and then I started, you know, I had a little bit more of a, no one's going to pay that for me. You know, there's so many cheap people around me. And then all of a sudden I see um, in my area, there are people paying a ridiculous amount of money for camp for the children. And I was like, okay, they're paying the same amount for family photo shoot that I'm charging for one week of their kid to go to camp. And they have a nanny. They already have it paid. I was like, they just need to value it, right? So, and it's actually, I, I found that for me, it wasn't actually the people that were wealthy. It was people that actually valued photography that were my favorite clients and that would come back every year. It wasn't, it was people. So I needed to look around and be like, there's a lot of people that value photography. And within those 100,000 families, and and for example, if you know you're a newborn photographer, how many babies are being born each year within that radius? And you do not need to capture that many. And wedding photographers, how many weddings are happening in your area every year? So to see the the abundance really just automatically opened up your 
your mind, my mind to it. And I actually then did um, a, a little exercise, which, I, you know, is called like the ideal client profile. And so I mapped out where she lived, how old she was, you know, um, and like what she liked to do. And I named her <laughs> and I named her Jessica. And I'm not joking. Within that week, I got five inquiries from someone called Jessica. And so like just to, I, and I know that sounds woo woo, but I'm like, it was on my desk and I was like, I am attracting just, and they all booked, they all loved it. And it was like, I think just the switch in your mindset to really give out the energy to the universe of like, I want to receive these uh, types of clients that are willing to pay. And it really just, you know, I still have the abundance mindset now and just sort of like really try if I'm in a low moment and something's not going quite right I'm like Jane there's like 600,000 photographers in the U.S. like they are you are gonna you know grow your business uh, we're growing quite fast actually but like sometimes I just try like to use an analogy for another type of business but oh I love that and I love the exercise you did is your ideal client and then you put a name to it Mm -hmm. And it's the best exercise. And um, when I do that with clients, it is within days, within days. days, they get at least one person, not always. I love that you had all the Jessica's, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, what's, but what's cool though, is say you, okay, Jessica's your ideal client. And then if you have, you know, staff or people that work with you, you're like, you get a call and you're like, everyone, I've got a Jessica and everyone in the company knows what a Jessica is. They're like, yep. yes, that's awesome. We love working with Jessica. And so it's this common language and everyone gets so excited. Yeah. Um, and then you're calling in your ideal client. Because a lot of times I found out is people know what they don't want. I know oh, I don't want to work with someone who's rude or doesn't value photography or doesn't value what we bring. They don't see us as experts. They're always going to push back on our contract. You know, all those types of things. We know what we don't want. And so that's all we're bringing in. And yeah, that might be a little bit woo. But if you look at some of the greatest leaders, um, they actually talk about intuition a lot um, and manifesting, but they use it in different words. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Well, they don't use, yeah, go ahead. And I actually think that is, and I, and I think it might have been right before my sort of low point was I had actually had a really difficult client and I decided to go through my client list and be like I'm not working with this person and I sort of spent a week in this negativity and then I kept getting people that were not my ideal client and so I had to flip it on the head and I went through and I was like who are my absolute favorite clients highlighted them printed it out and I was like these are my my best clients and like four of them are named Jessica and so Jessica was the name that it came up with so oh, I do you. think that you have you also see the negative in people when you're in a negative mindset. Because mm -hmm, that's what your filter yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I, and I do this um, exercise with my clients and I'm like, okay, actually I'll do this with you, Jane. What's your, what's your dream car? What car do you really want? If you, if you like cars or not, like what's a dream car? I want a Volkswagen bus. You I want a Volkswagen? <laughs> I want a Volkswagen bus. Yeah. Okay. I do. So between now and um, today's Tuesday, next Tuesday, I want you, anytime you go out, I want you to look and find all the Volkswagen buses. Now yep. the exam <laughs> <laughs> the car is going to be hard 
because you don't see them very often. At you least see I see them online so. when I follow them on Pinterest and Instagram because I stalk them because I love it's them. Just... So yeah. That's great. So you could count how many even that you see online. So say, um, say I see you next Tuesday. And then I say to Jane, okay, how many did you see online? And you give me a number, just give me any number. 22. You saw 22. And I'm like, great. How many Toyota Camrys did you see in the last week? Uh, None, because I'm not looking for it. Exactly. So it's that same concept, right? So like, if we're looking for all the yuck, that's all we're going to see in our brain you know, as well as I do, it's, uh, wants you to be right. So if you're woke up and you're like, Oh, today's going to suck. Your brain's like, Oh, um, great. So we're gonna look for everything that confirms that the day's going to suck. Right. And so all day you look for things why the day sucks. Right. So yeah, absolutely. No, you're exactly right in that. And it's pulling yourself out of it. It's that self-awareness be like, Hey, I'm in a negative spin right now. And I need to get out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. I do want to talk about what your software is, Pixello, as we as we wrap up. So tell me a little bit about it and tell our listeners about it. So if you're a photographer, you probably use quite a few different softwares to run your business. And I created an all-in-one software. So um, just to relate to your audience is, you know, it's a CRM, which is like a honey book. It is a calendar booking for your clients, like a Calendly, but it also has you know, beautiful galleries for your clients. And then also you can sell professional albums, print, greeting cards through your albums as well. And we also have like automated emails just to make your life easier. And it's on the desktop and you can use it on your phone too. So no more waiting to get back to your desk to do any work. So yeah. Yeah, And just do it on your phone that, especially when you're on the go and you're in between shoots, sometimes I remember I would show up early because I'm that person. I'm like mm-hmm. 30 minutes early, just in case. And you'd be sitting in your car, you can send invoices, right? Yep. And just do you can send galleries, right you can like send inquiry emails. You can absolutely do absolutely everything. There's a lot of wasted time, especially those photographers that do some back to back and you're waiting for your client or you're waiting on like you said, I'm always early too, but it's that time is money, right? You know, like that 30 minutes that now I have to like go back to my studio and do that. And that's half an hour time less with my kid. So that's what we were trying to really solve for is like the, reducing the overwhelm for, for photographers and helping them make money at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. You know that too. That's fine. Whatever, you know, profits, buying groceries, going yeah, buying groceries. I mean, we will <laughs> say that what actually on my mindset is, um, you know, really helped is seeing so depending on what your people's entrepreneurial journey is if you're a coach or a mindset coach is like you know sometimes being an entrepreneur is lonely and sometimes it's hard but I actually also have like a wins I don't do this all the time but like if I have a great email or if I have something like I and I'm in that space and I just need to see like what I've achieved I go break it out and be like, okay. And then for me now with Pixello, instead of someone saying, oh, I love my work and, you know, you know, I love the frames and making me cry. um, I get people saying, now I can pay my rent and that just keeps me going. So like that is like, yeah, you'll be able to pay your rent and you'll be able to save and you'll be able to have, you know, retirement. So keep going, you know? And so it is, we're like a little cheerleader, but our photographers are, 
phenomenal group. We have, I personally think we have the best photographers um, and just kind humans and just really wanting to make this um, a profitable business. So I got lucky mm. on my ideal clients here. That's for sure on my ideal photographers. So yes, yeah. and they're they're like minded individuals. They want to make money, but also do what they love to do. And that's yeah. what the cool part is. You can have it all. You can have both and making an impact in the yeah. world for families. Yeah. So yeah, I love it. That's I, great. Well, Jane, it was so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. This is your show is great, and I love your philosophy on like the mindset and just. Now I'm going to look for the bugs. I'll text you on Tuesday and say, or I'll email you on Tuesday and tell you how many. Please, I would love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Jane. And thank you Thanks. everyone for listening. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at impact to income